0: Welcome to the High Impact Man Podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs.
1: Well, here we go again. Another episode of the High Impact Man Podcast coming to you live from what I called the nest, but has now been renamed the Nan Cave. The Nan Cave. The Nan Cave. Because I'm the Nantan of our region, and this is... his is Man Cave. Yeah, my gym. Uh, my wife does most of the decorating, so it doesn't look very manly, except for the weights in the background. So, anyway... Uh, here we go another podcast we're going to bring in another guy to tell his story that's going to hopefully motivate encourage inspire other men out there uh, to step up and be virtuous leaders i'm nevin gorky known as dfib in the gloom to my f3 friends uh, and i'm joined as always by troy Klinger, otherwise known as dial up dial up it's getting late at night
0: it's getting late at night
1: yeah but we're ready to go
0: Are we still have the show up tomorrow morning in post right we
1: well you do i have to go to work What?
0: okay if
1: yeah i'm gonna get my uh points i gotta do it before you show
0: up yeah you'll be surprised tuner sent out the winky here i saw it come through and of course it's gonna be points focused i'm sure it will be (laughs) yeah can't waste any exercises this week Uh, oh
1: yeah so we're talking about uh this this may challenge that we're in we talked about it last podcast but uh it's a it's brutal you get points for exercises you do four-man teams and then you see how well you're ranking the country and our, our our little one little four-man team we're doing pretty well we're number three in the country at the moment and uh, it involves a lot of Merkins otherwise known as push-ups and running and rucking and sit-ups and pull-ups and whatever else you can do to gain points that's right I'm going to get my points about 5 a.m. tomorrow if I'm going to gain my if I'm going to do some running
0: so be it let it happen
1: I think I'm going to run in the morning and I'll ruck in the evening
0: sounds like a great idea
1: yeah, because I hurt my shoulder doing Merkins yesterday, and I don't know if I could do any Merkins yet. All right. Well, let's gonna bring our guest on. Um, this is going to be Sean Dwyer. He's known as 10 Count. That's his F3 name. Uh, he's 45 years old, born in, born in St. Charles, Missouri. I think this is the second guest we've had on that's been born in Missouri. Yeah and uh, he's 25 25 years of social work, social work i can't talk two wilderness ex- experiential education camps for juvenile offenders child protective services and adult protective services currently the program manager for adult services in wilmington north carolina married for 20 years he's got one child is attending the university of north carolina at charlotte joined f3 in june of night of 2018 hey you coming up on a, an anniversary here brother Graduated from Monmouth College in Monmouth, Illinois, in 1998 with a BA in Sociology. He likes to hike, camp with future AT hopes. Ooh, what's AT? I got to find
0: out. The Appalachian
1: Trail. Oh, Appalachian Trail! Yeah. Oh, before you bring we bring yon ten count, we got to we got to say, Dialup's dad hiked the trail.
0: He did. Yeah, he hiked it last summer. Actually, he started yeah. uh, end of February and wrapped up. Uh, right before labor day actually yeah so it was a really cool experience for him uh hit me out of the blue when he told me he was doing it he's like hey i'm doing that place i trail I'm like what like where did this come from yeah uh but he was retired he's bored and uh needed a big life challenge and so he went and did it and i had the pleasure of joining him on uh, three different occasions during his journey and and uh Really, really special. Just to be able to go out and spend that time with my dad on the on the trail as he was doing this really, really big thing. So, so yeah, brother. When you got the chance, go do it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, ten count. Well, um, you know, tell us, you know, the
1: usual thing. We got to ask you how you got your name, your F three name.
2: So I was a uh, I was at a five k. Me and my wife had run for years with Ainsley's Angels. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that group, but they uh. They push individuals with disabilities and um, specialized like, racing wheelchairs. And so I was, had done that for years. And me and my wife, we were doing that. And there was a guy there named Knucklepuck from F3 Cape Fear. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you really got to come out. You gotta, really got to join us. And so he, he convinced me on that Saturday to come out on Monday. And when I showed up on Monday, I didn't know 100% what I was getting into. It was approximately one mile from my house, which is pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, I get out there, and these guys start going, and we start doing an elevens.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so most F three guys know what elevens is. You count down on one side and up on the other. Uh, well, I I was struggling to breathe at about that time because that was quite a bit more cardio. I was kind of a gym guy. I'm pretty pretty big. I'm about six foot two forty. So I was, I was struggling a little bit and, um, I didn't catch the whole count down on one side and count up on the other. So I just kept tens and then 10 on one side, 10 on the other. Uh-huh. and They all finished and we're over there marrying and I was still going. And I was like, why am I so far behind? I'm not this out of shape. And then about five, 10 minutes later, when they realized that I was still going, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're like, I'm, I'm doing tens. So like, no, 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 no. And so <laughs> they called me ten count because I couldn't count.
1: Oh wow. That is not what I would have predicted. I, no. I was thinking it has something to do with boxing or being out for the yeah, count, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, I like it though. It's good. Yeah, ten count. Yeah, you gotta pay attention to the instructions, right? Or you'd be in big trouble. <laughs> hey, you know what? I give you credit though, because you kept pushing, you kept doing it. A lot of guys would have just said, Oh, I'm done, I'm walking, you know, I'm I'll just cut it short and I'll go over there. But <laughs>
0: How long was it till they actually said anything to you? Like they should have noticed it pretty quick. I would have thought. Like, why are you still doing ten on that end?
2: It was several minutes. They just kind of let me let me go, and I was like, God, how do those guys get this done so fast?
1: <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. Well, you. Uh, it said you grew up in Missouri. So I, I asked every guest. We got of. I like finding out about people, like where they grew up, what their family life was like. So what was it like for you?
2: Well, I grew up in. uh I said St. Charles. That's because no one would know my hometown because it was called New Melli, Missouri. And it was population 101. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a stop light. We had a stop sign in the middle of the town. Nothing but cornfields. Daniel Boone's home was one mile from my house. Ooh. Really?
1: Wow. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Daniel <laughs> Boone's home.
1: I just recently read a biography about Daniel Boone. Yeah, he was always out walking around. I mean, he was he was a frontier man, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, wow, that's pretty
2: cool. Daniel Boone. Lots there. of cornfields, and my parents. Uh, we, in a, in a town like that, you think we would have hunted and fished and everything like that? No, like we we were like one of the local businesses. My my parents owned the local restaurant. Ah. It was uh Remember those Ma and Pa video stores they used to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ours was called VP Connection for video and pizza. And so you could come up and you could rent your video, <laughs> and you could get a pizza. And that's what we ran. And I got off the bus and opened that place every day.
1: <laughs> all right. So for, for all of you who are under 40 years old, a video thing we used to rent. And it was a big square thing, stick it in a machine, it played a movie. <laughs> you had to rewind it to take it back or you got... A, a penalty fee. <laughs> there used to be these
0: really big places called Blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah. What was the other one? Blockbuster and I don't know. There was another big chain. There was. Anyway, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Now that's 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 long long ago history. Now yes,
0: it's been replaced by Netflix. Yep. Well, first it Netflix. was replaced by Redbox. Right.
1: That's right. You can go to the grocery then store. Netflix, and Netflix. Yeah. yeah, Yep. So. yep, yep. All right, so there's a little history lesson for you. All right, so it's <laughs> from, <laughs> from Missouri. So, what was uh, so you went, uh, you went to school in Missouri, high school? Did you play any
2: sports in school? I did. I played football and I wrestled. Mm-hmm. We, were, uh, we were the conference champs my senior year. I, I was a linebacker uh, and I played offensive line. I was an offensive guard and I played a line, middle linebacker who would go down to nose tackle as well. Yeah, cool. College as well, actually. You played in college? Yep, it was a small Division three school. It wasn't. I've heard of Monmouth. well uh, yeah, most people when they say they heard of Monmouth, they're thinking of the one that's out, like on the East Coast. Oh, a Division, yeah. it's a Division one school called Monmouth College. Yep, this is Monmouth College in Monmouth, Illinois, in the middle of a cornfield with a thousand students in the entire school.
1: Okay, so I don't know that one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Macken- Mackenzie Jones that you know is. At Monmouth. The, the Eastern Coast. She's at the, the Division Coast,
1: One, yeah, yeah Mackenzie, yeah. she's a young lady who ran track at our high school, or cross country, well, and track. But anyway, she runs for Monmouth. Yeah. Yeah, she was a good soccer player, but I couldn't come. I was the coach. I couldn't get her to come, come out for the soccer team. <laughs> anyway, I failed in that one. But she's, I think she made the right choice because she's still running.
0: Yeah, she's really fast. Yeah. We were the
2: 5 boss. And uh, in four years of football, we, we won two games. <laughs>
0: hey that's <laughs> more games than my alma mater won during my four years <laughs> really i was
2: there not i didn't
0: play yeah but uh yeah lock haven uh was not known for winning football games and in fact it, they had a they had a losing streak of might have been the longest losing streak in the country but it was it was a lot of years to the point where when they finally won a game they told it they tore the goalpost down all right like yeah. it was <laughs> it was that bad but uh they're, they're better now they usually actually win maybe two or three games a year.
1: That's surprising because they have a good wrestling program. They do.
0: They do. You. Yeah. I don't know what the scoop is, but
1: anyway, what are you going to do? Yep. Some schools develop uh, a culture and a tradition and then it keeps on winning. Some do not. They're the ones that pay the players. no, let's not go there. (laughs) We weren't talking about Alabama. No, no, we weren't talking about Alabama anyway. (laughs) I'm just kidding. For those of you who are out there, Crimson Tide fans, uh, I have we have a, a, a habit of insulting at least one state in the union every episode. I just insulted Alabama. Yeah. Um, so, what did you study in college?
2: I was originally going to be a high school history teacher, um, and then about midway through, I took a anthropology course and a couple of so- sociology courses. And school was so small it didn't have a social work degree It didn't offer it, so mm-hmm. they offered sociology. So. And then uh, 10 days after I graduated, I already had taken a job at a wilderness program in uh, in North Carolina and threw all my stuff in my truck 10 days after I graduated college and drove to North Carolina. No friends, no family. Just uh, starting fresh in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. What's, yeah, that, what's that
1: wilderness program like?
2: There was a, it was a it's called Camp Eckerd, um, which I, I don't even believe that they're around anymore. But it was a wilderness program. Jack Eckerd, the guy who if you remember record drugs, they used to be all over the place. Yep, up yeah, and down yeah, the East.
1: yeah.
2: So, um, he wanted to give back to his community down in Florida. So he started a wilderness program, um, give you know, Delinquents a, kind of a second chance. So it was used as an opportunity to take them, basically people who had a choice of detention, which basically kid jail, or you could go to this program where you'd be there for a year, um, kind of rehabilitate, um, this was, a, this was a good minute ago, you know, back in the 90s. So they took you off all your medication. If you were on any type of medication whatsoever, they took you off of it. Like okay, said, so nobody there was on any type of medication. They dropped you off in the woods with um, a handful of counselors whose job was to kind of help use reality therapy concepts to kind of like rehabilitate you back into good behavior. <laughs> wow. Did it work? It was, it was pretty powerful. I learned a lot about myself, no, honestly, at that time because I, I was coming straight out of college. I was big, strong. You know, like I, I mean, like in college, like I reached one where I was benching like 350 yeah. plus, like about like 450, 500 pounds, and stuff like that. Like I was just big and strong. I thought they were going to listen to me because they're, because I was big and strong. And teenagers have a way of teaching you that they don't care yeah. who you are, right? Who you are, how strong you are, how big you are. They just find little ways to break you down and make you feel horrible and um it, it was a, it was a tough gig and uh so it took some getting used to and coming from a guy who used to be pretty angry mm-hmm. and uh, uh anger would like you know you could like kind of push through things and like you know like tackle things and hit things hard enough and they would just get better took some took some life altering change to kind of get used to kind of sitting there and just waiting for people to make better choices. And they use a real simple concept. Reality therapy kind of takes the concept of like kind of looking at a person, kind of like a car with the front two wheels of the ways you think and what you do. And the back two wheels are your feelings and physiology. And and so the back wheels drive you. You know, your feelings, like you get mad, you know, just kind of push, kind of focusing on those front two wheels, like the way you think and what you do. Just spend all your energy, and that's what we talk, kept teaching those kids. Spend all your energy on those front two wheels, the way you think and what you do. Um, focus, on, focus there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, other than not to get mad or not, you know what I mean. Don't focus on the feelings, but focus on how to direct them. Yeah, it was, it was good. We, we built all our own cabins, so like we'd go out into these, like this. We had the cutting field, all hand tools. Remember those big two man saws that people used to use? Yeah, and ice tongs to carry the poles. We didn't use any like equipment to carry them back. We just had to kid on each side and pick them up and carry them back. Shave the bark off all of them, build all our cabins. And then we took crazy canoe and backpack trips. One time I canoed from Georgia all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Um, 36 days of canoeing with me, one other counselor, and a bunch of junior up delinquents and a bunch of alligators. <laughs> didn't lose anybody, did you? <laughs> <laughs> We alligator go go across the middle of a canoe coming off the bank.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a big guy. You Can wrestle those alligators, right?
2: I, I was on somebody else's canoe. I, was, I just told him. I told him to stay away from the side. They <laughs> listened <up> the- after. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a that's a, a quick lesson to learn. He was like ahead of the curve, you know, because now there's all these like shows of surviving in the wild and learning all those types of skills, right? Survivor man. And what's the one up in Alaska alone or something like that? I can't remember. Naked and Afraid. You know? Yeah, I don't watch those. <laughs> you I don't, don't watch know. any of those no, shows? No. All right. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah, he, he was ahead of the curve. Like, he's he was training guys to be ready for their moment now. Yeah. In 2022 to go in those kind of shows.
1: Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I asked you, did it work? So, did these kids, did they turn their lives
2: around? Oh, so from my experience, what? The kids... The kids who really struggled to handle their emotions, yeah, got real at focusing on those front two wheels. The way they think and what they did, and really did do a good job of getting better. Well, they also sent a bunch of kids there that were kind of more gang-oriented kids, yeah, who were slick and pretty smooth, and they they were just they were just doing what they needed to do they needed to do to get out of there. And right. some of them were better at being sneakier, and they would go back and get involved in some of the same nonsense. They were smart kids that were just all focus on the wrong things, but the kids who just really struggled with handling some pretty hard situations, they, tend, they did tend to get better. They tend to got stronger.
0: So where were these kids coming from? Were they, like, were they local kids? Or were they coming from like inner city areas, out of state?
2: They came, we wouldn't pick them up because like, every once in a while they'd go home. And so we picked them up from Charlotte, from Apex, from Raleigh Dome. So because this the camp that I worked at was in Candor, North Carolina an hour outside of greensboro okay so we picked them all over the place and um so, so yeah so you had a real strange mix you'd have some inner city kids that were many much more kind of gang orientated and then you'd have some you know, you had this one kid his name was bobby he was just a little white kid from this little podunk podunk area he just got himself in trouble with the law uh, like like stealing some cars and stuff like that and he, 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 was at, he was in the mix, too, so it was a strange mix. They were 11 to 17, so there was kind of a huge gap in ages, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. So, um, I think, I can't remember. We had we talked on the phone, uh, and didn't you tell me your daughter's involved with the wilderness stuff or something like that? Am I
2: wrong? She's, big in, she's a part of the Venture Program yeah. at UNC. So, that's Ropes courses. She just got done caving recently. I'm um, doing some, like actual like spelunking type stuff, and and, and and they they've hiked a couple sections of um, I don't know, not the AT, but they've definitely gone some on some camping trips. So we've always taken her camping, like like all growing up and stuff like that, and canoeing and stuff like that. So she's she's a fan; she digs it.
1: Yeah, chip off the old block, huh? Yep.
2: Yeah. She even talked about wanting to go into social work recently. So oh wow, um. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell me, what do you? I know what the title is, but tell me what you are doing now for a living.
2: I'm the program manager for adult services, so I have a 36-person team underneath me. Um, one of our biggest hats we wear is we investigate abuse, neglect, and exploitation of the elderly and disabled. Mm-hmm. And then we have another team that does guardianship, because um, when those cases or just somebody runs into a situation where they can no longer make decisions for themselves, and they get declared incompetent, they don't have any friends or family to act in the role, and they appoint us, so we're a guardian for 157 people. In the and then um, we also have a couple programs we have. We have a special assistance in home program that we help people stay in, their, stay in their homes. It's a financial program that kind of prevents them from going into placement. And then we have an in-home aid program that gives somebody out there to help take people grocery shopping, help with some cleaning and things like that. A lot of Medicare clients that don't make so little money that they can be eligible for Medicaid and all the programs connected to Medicaid, but don't make so much money that they can afford to pay and prep to pay their own help and don't really have any friends and family to support them. So we work all those programs, just trying to meet the needs of basically any adult age 18 to 104. It's the oldest client we have.
1: All right. So um tell me how you, uh, how have you applied that and, and merged that with F3? Oh,
2: so, you know, it was interesting. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I've always kind of been, I was captain of my football team in high school. I was captain of the football team in college. You know, we never won, but um, I'm still, <laughs> okay. um, I know, just I tend to, and now I'm the program manager for adult service, so I've always tended to kind of, kind of slowly kind of push myself in that realm. So it wasn't, shortly after I joined F3, I was already I was already queuing. I started queuing. I, I feel like sometimes it's easier to push yourself when you put yourself in that position of yeah, leadership. I don't tend to sit back. I mean, you can sit back for forever if you want to, but if you put yourself out, all of a sudden you force yourself to to lead. Now, obviously it was leading in a different way than what I was used to, but but it was still leading. And so since then, you know, I don't know, like I mean, I work for the community. I work for New Hanover County. So being that, that, that so I saw pretty quickly Ainsley's Angels. We wanted to raise money for a chair. So me and a couple other guys, we got together and we raised – a, um, enough money in the area to purchase an F3 Ainsley's Angels chair. So there's a local guy named McFly who, um, is using that pretty regularly in a bunch of races with, uh, with Ainsley's Angels. Mm-hmm. It's got a, real well. it's got kind of a half F3, um, symbol. And the other half is Ainsley's Angels. Um, cause we helped contribute the cost to it. Um, we've, ra- we've raised money for, we actually just tonight, um, she was our first scholarship winner. We uh, got together this year, me and a handful of other guys. We started a scholarship committee. Um, we had two events. We had a 50-50 raffle at our Christmas party. And then we had the Chubacabra race recently put on by uh, one of our local guys. It was basically a last man standing race. There was a ruck and there was a run option. started at 8 a.m. at Carolina Beach uh, a couple months ago. And um, every hour on the hour, you had to be back. The run was four point five miles. The rut was two point five, and then as long as you got back to the starting line in time, you could start again. And then about two or three a.m. is when they finally finished. Last Rucker, I think, did forty-two or forty-four miles. Wow! And um, runners ended somewhere around somewhere around that same realm too. They they finished a couple hours earlier the last one, but uh, I took I took a. Nice fifth place. I got thirty miles in before my feet said I had to quit. <laughs>
1: you, you ran thirty wow.
2: miles. I rucked thirty, rucked miles. 30 miles.
1: So when, when anyway, you were doing the ruck, how did you have to carry thirty pounds?
2: Everyone had to carry at least thirty pounds.
1: Wow, that's an interesting event. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've, I I've heard about other yeah last man standing type of events. They just they sound like an awful idea. <laughs> let's do it <laughs> let's do it yeah let's go do one yeah <laughs> well listen we're, we're, we're gonna do one CSOP
1: at a time here coming
0: soon to you a a New near you
2: <laughs> ask for a donation during like during those and like so we did a 50-50 wrap over the Christmas so in the end um, we raised $3,216 and we just uh, chose our first winner of the first ever F3 Kid for your scholarship tonight and we'll announce that this week we're giving those big stupid checks
1: yeah by, oh cool
2: have them come to the AO and uh, give them the big stupid check.
1: <laughs> wow. So I got, awesome. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to pick your brain a, a little bit more at, at another point about this scholarship thing, because these two guys don't know it, but I had a an impromptu SLT meeting that uh, Dial-Up and Spielberg heard didn't make it to. But one, that was that's one of my visions for our region is to develop a scholarship fund. And I, I have no idea how to do that. What that looks like, what it takes, but uh, but you, what you're doing is exactly what I was, uh, what I'm thinking about. You know, start a scholarship fund and then have uh, fundraisers to fund the scholarship yeah. program. I don't know how to go about we doing made, it, but
2: it's super simple. We did two, just those two fundraisers is all we did, um, and we told ourselves basically whatever we got from those two fundraisers was going to be our was going to be our scholarship.
1: So, how do you decide um, who to give the scholarship to?
2: So. I'm not going to lie, Like so my kid's in college. She's a freshman, and um, she won the state employee's credit union scholarship here locally. It was a $10,000 scholarship, so $2,500 every year for four years um, like to a state. Like she just had to go to a state school. And um, I basically kind of helped me, and with her efforts too, by all means, we nickel and dimed her into college. Like She got all these little scholarships, $2,500 here, $1,500 there, uh, that one big one. And, and then a lifetime of savings since she was three and sticking money in a 529 account. Somehow we've managed to, like, like make it happen. And so I was just thinking the same thing. I, like, and so a guy, local guy named Donut, who'd been kind of inspired to try to do a scholarship years ago, but just couldn't didn't kind of gain ground. But he'd already done some of the legwork, and I just came in. And since I had to help my daughter apply for all those scholarships, I'm like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this simple. Uh, two, two events, whatever it is that's the scholarship. Uh, we're gonna steal the state employees credit union application uh, because it was two pages long. we're gonna make this thing two questions. Uh, basically one the list of their kind of like what they what they did as far as like community service hours and then we just asked one question again, I can say the question now because it's done because you know what does it mean to invigorate community leadership? And we took out the mail piece just because it was open only to f 3 Cape fear either PACs that were actively involved or one of their 2.0s and it could have been male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just did that and we sent the applications out. We sent it through Slack, the applications. I uh, just made it simple and, and we're not trying to give that person the check or anything like that when we, when we boil down to the way that we're doing the check is whatever school they're going to because uh, one of my daughter's scholarships that she got is this is what they did. They simply wrote a check to the scholarship but they sent it to me to deal with. Mm. Uh, and so I had to call the school. I had to coordinate it. I had to send a little letter with the check. Uh, so we're going to do the same thing. We're just going to cut a check directly to the school that they're going to, and then good luck. <laughs> right. Uh, but it really worked out well. It was simple. It was it was a simple concept, a simple process, and uh, we should announce the winner this week.
0: So Nantan, could you could you get this thing going like really really quick? Because <laughs> I got a two point that, that, you know that does well, that does come occasionally to our workouts and he graduates in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much money's in the fund right now? Zero dollars. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs>
1: we'll officially name Pong the first winner. <laughs> the First of winner the of the zero dollars all right. all I like in. it. There you go.
0: I like it. It'll go, that'll look good on a resume someday. Yeah, you can write that down. <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> Maybe we'll give him a special brick. All right. <laughs> F three nation, you know, they got all those. Um, I don't know if you guys looked at that recently, but F three nation is doing all those, uh, all those. Um, oh, not, not scholarships, but all those grants right now. Yeah. So, what my plan is uh, this next week I'm going to try to request one of those grants to match what we just what we just raised. Oh, good, oh idea. good idea. Yeah. That way, next year we can start with already what we already raised. So next year it may look more like like six thousand dollars. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, well, um, I know you had a PAX member, uh, that, uh, at one point had taken his life, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so tell me about that and tell me what, what came of it.
2: So, you know, this thing hit really hard for me. It's almost been three years now, so it's, it's been a good minute. And sometimes it, it amazes me that it's actually been that long. Um, just because we because of the things that we've kept up for that period of time. But as a social worker now, like I used to be the guy that when someone would come into our agency and we uh, would be surprised actually how often this would happen, they would be denied some type of service like food stamps or something like that. And they would get very depressed and they would start talking about hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And so would call me, being that I was kind of with adult service, I would go over there and I would kind of help assess where they were at if they needed if, they, if that was real, if they really needed some additional support, if they just needed to talk, you know what I mean? And maybe figure out some additional resources. So, you know, you're kind of in that realm where you're constantly doing that. You're assessing people. You're trying to figure out where they're at, trying to help them. And Not that I haven't lost people that I've been working with over the years. I and mean, I've, I've been doing social work for 25 years. I mean, I've definitely had my share of people pass away, but, you know, but they're always like clients. They're always people like that. And all of a sudden, Toby like he's just working out with us one day he's talking to us he's coming coming super consistent he's probably he probably been coming about six months and you know he he brought up wanting to kind of get together like in his words he wanted to he really wanted to kind of really kind of explore more what it meant to be a him a high impact man mm-hmm. i wanted a place to do that but, but he said the workouts are great you know you can, you can do a lot but you can't really talk tons and tons and tons he wanted a place to kind of meet in the evenings kind of really kind of talk about it. We're like, hey that's a great idea we should that, that we let's do that and so we were talking about it we were we were kind of kind of putting it just was kind of gaining some ground and then a week later he took his life yeah uh, and it it really hit i mean i think it hit everybody hard you know what i mean Again, I, I'd lost people before, but never somebody like someone who you were like almost consider a friend. No, I hadn't had a friend ever take their own life. was right. this guy, and maybe it felt like I like I know for me, I felt like I missed him. I was like, I was like, how did I not see that? Like, I, I, I mean, I know I didn't know him that great, and we weren't like kind of like having those conversations. But he obviously wanted to have that kind of conversation. And then we start like me and the guys over at Stingray at Ogden Park start putting some things together. One time we were doing suicides. Uh, we were, you know, we just kind of run back and forth across the field. And he said, I really wish we wouldn't call them suicides. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, it's kind of maybe a dumb way, dumb thing to call something, especially with uh, as many people who do, do those types of things. Like, but you know, just like, and So right after he passed away, we got together. Uh, just a bunch of us got together, went over to the Sour Barn, had a drink, and for a little bit, it was just kind of like, Like kind of like talking about kind of processing, like what just happened? Uh, Like how, how did that happen? How did they miss that? How can we not let that ever happen again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so in essence, Toby talk developed from that people who came to the 10 year crowd, potentially talk about that. um, And now we have a, a second one that's been kind of created in this area, I and mean, recently, Popcorn, and a couple of guys up more towards the kind of rallyish area. Have talked to me, and I know they've started a couple kind of versions as well. And it's a pretty simple concept. Like I said, it started by us just getting together to process what had happened and to talk about maybe how to how to make sure none of us ever decided to make the, like that horrible decision to go that route. I mm-hmm. uh, just kind of place to we, we've kind of called now. I'm burning your salt. Uh, so there's not like, like it has never been this overly religious type piece to it because the last thing we ever wanted was someone not to come to it just because they thought we were just going to, we were going to focus on prayer. We were going to focus on that a place to literally just come and unburden just to get something off your chest. And so we have met consistently at, once every week and um, f- it fell into form on Thursdays. So Thursday at 630, we move it around. That way it's not in the same place all the time. That way other people have opportunities to come to it. And um, picture like a pre-shield lock, uh, like a place to kind of get people to come, get people to talk. And there's actually people who have like kind of developed kind of smaller groups from that and within within groups who have kind of shield locks and things like that. But we still meet every Thursday. And, and me and several other guys, and by all means, if I can't go, I, I, I get somebody else to kind of make sure it still happens. We throw it out on Slack that we're going to meet at this place. Uh, and just always kind of with that same kind of phrase, come and burden your soul. And um, typically when we sit down, we do two things at, at how we Talk. Who have we been missing is the first thing we ask. Like who, who have we not seen in a while? Mm-hmm. And we kind of all come maybe the right there or kind of within that next week, like somebody or like several people kind of start to reach out to the people that we haven't seen. Uh, to try to kind like, of uh, just kind of grab them on Slack, you know, if we got their real number, kind of reach out to them. Uh, be intentional with kind of just kind of seeing where they're at, and maybe why they're not out. And second of all, just you know, does anyone have anything on their heart? Uh, and sometimes we never leave that. Sometimes that's it. Uh, we start talking and we just don't stop. And people kind of chime in. They give advice. They give them. They got give um, just a shoulder to lean on, whatever it may be. And um, you know, sometimes if you know. Sometimes we have good weeks, right? Where <laughs> maybe everything's not quite so hard. Yeah. And so, I, I usually bring something. You know, like it's the social worker in me. And like I said, I used to lead, lead ropes courses and things like that. So I usually bring something. something. That, sometimes it's something small. Like um, th- this past week, I just brought. You know, it's spring, guys. I uh, what's blooming in your life? I uh, look at your life. What's blooming right now? like uh, what's what's kind of kind of starting to open up, and feel really good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you'd be surprised how when you, have, you just have a little tidbit like that we will start to open people up. Like if they didn't have anything to say before, all of a sudden they have something to say. When we're kind of going more round robin with everyone to kind of talk about something. A simple concept. Like I said, we've, we've continued to meet. And uh, another good thing came from that whole situation. The um, minute we reached out to Kelly. That was Toby's wife. Yeah. And he had, he had two children as well. And uh our whole area embraced them right after that situation. Um, us along with F three nation and a, a couple large large donations that kind of matched our donation, raised over thirty thousand dollars for that family. Um probably two weeks after after his passing. And to this day we still go about every six months or so, contact Kelly back. We get a Yeah, she, so me and another guy, EOM, we'll typically go over there, we'll get like a honey to-do list, like things that maybe Toby would have done, make a compile a whole list, I throw it out there on Slack, we get a bunch of guys to do all the different tasks, head over there and just knock them all out.
1: Sweet, cool. yeah. yeah. Well, that's an amazing thing. How many guys do you usually get turning up for the Toby Talks?
2: So only, only like twice in all the, all the time that we've done it. Did I, did it end up just being me? You know, like, you know, stuff happens, you know, like like life happens. But uh, I would say on average, it was definitely anywhere from four to four to 10. Yeah.
1: Hmm. That's a good turnout. I mean, I'm for a weeknight and you do it weekly, right? Is that what you said? Weekly? Every Thursday. Yeah. Every Thursday. That's a, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, good. I think for, you know, we have really hard time getting together in the evenings here for anything. You know, guys are busy with their families in the evenings and stuff like that. So that's, I think that's really good. Um, You think it's made sort of awareness a little bit, you know, people a little bit more aware in in the group of, you know, some guy that might be at risk?
2: I I think it has. I think whenever we start to see somebody either be really down or, you know, you just catch that inkling that like that guy, like somebody needs to reach out to that guy. You see, you see everybody kind of like, like kind of really kind of gather around that person, Uh, like a lot of, lot of, kind of, an intentionality as far as like kind of reaching out to people, Mm -hmm. and you really see it within the group, you know, making sure that no one gets left behind. I I really, I think we do that real well. I mean, I know it's the concept of F three, and I I hope everyone does it well. But I, I can definitely kind of speak for us here, and like, uh, and and obviously like. Ogden Park is one mile from my house. I go there five days a week. I go to an EC every single morning um, at 4.35 or 4.45, and then the workout afterwards every single week almost. So (laughs) it's about 10 10 workouts every single week. So those guys definitely, I can attest there, like we know each other, we reach out to each other. Um, we've We've had a lot of people go through some various different losses, various different hard times, and like instantly pull together whenever somebody's, somebody's in need. I mean, that's one of those things about F3. You know, it's much more than a workout. And that's where it starts. You know, um, a bunch of guys just out there working out. All of a sudden, you got a whole community.
0: Yeah. You must be one of those guys that gets like 300 posts in a year. Going yeah. that much.
2: I'm trying to get 500 this year. That's
0: 500. <laughs> I was shooting for 200. Holy moly. That's crazy. Wow.
2: Do you sleep? <laughs> I' you know, your body's an interesting thing. Once, once you get used to something it can do almost anything.
1: <laughs> well, um, okay, I'll try it. I'll try going without sleep for now. On. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I'm curious. so you're, so your packs down there. like so at the at the workouts that you post out post at or, or other locations, like what like what, what are your numbers like?
2: So we've got right now like because we're, we're like we have some Brunswick County several aos there like in cape fear we have 52 workouts in in one week mm. so we've got we've got a ton of workout workout my park alone i've been park where i go pretty regularly that's five workouts yeah. and you can go there every single day and there's a workout at 5:30. Uh, and some of the other parks as well we've even started creating some challenges like there's the montuga thunder ray challenge at my park if you come to an EC every day, and you come to a workout every day, you become the next Montuga Thunder Ray, which is just, we just squashed all the names together. because Monday's Monster Factory, Tuesday's Tortuga, um, Wednesday's Stingray, Thursday's Thursday Thunder, and then Friday's another Sting. So you push them all together, and it's Montuga Thunder Ray.
1: I like that. Do you guys make patches? I thought I saw somewhere you had patches for this.
2: here yeah, we got patches, we got stickers, we got all kinds of stuff.
1: <laughs> oh well you guys got a lot, lot more people involved than we do we're, we're yeah. a little more rural area we don't have that many guys we have a workout every day um, Monday through Saturday we have two AOS on Saturday the other days is just one uh, and we probably average um, I would depend on the day um, but Saturdays is our most highly attended one and I'd say we'd probably average anywhere from eight to twelve yeah something like that so we're, we're not we're not bursting at the seams yet
0: yeah and where oh. I was kind of going with my questionnaire is Like the Toby talks that they do, you know, in a larger group like that, really probably serve serve a purpose. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't serve a purpose even with our smaller right region, but I could see the the those could be really really important because you know the the larger anything is right, it's easier to just kind of fall through the cracks right, be anonymous and and get and get missed right. Yeah. Um, And so really really cool stuff that you guys are doing there, and it's already got me thinking like you know. I think we, we do a lot of good things with cafeteria and kind of talking amongst ourselves like, hey, who haven't we seen? Let's reach out to them. But, um, you know, kind of having that formal meeting yeah. or gathering is uh, is a good idea. Yeah.
1: We have those. We call yeah. them wing
0: nights. We do. We have, we, we, we <laughs> have wing nights, yeah.
2: <laughs> when you say numbers, I think we... Like I would say... You know, like this morning, I would say it looked like most places had somewhere between Eight and 15. Yeah. Um, and it, most, and it, most of the AOs this morning. Now, now, some of them are a little smaller. Some are more like the three, fours and stuff like that. But it, yeah. but it seemed like a lot of eight and 15.
0: Yeah. Now, the talks that you have, though, those are open to all of Cape Fear, right? It's not just your, yeah. your local workout, right? So
1: and that's why they move them around, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the, you know, that's going back to the kind of the structure of F3. You know, the goal is to keep the workouts of that size. Mm hmm. Um, and, and so by doing that at any particular AO, you, you've always at least got a size that you should recognize those guys that aren't aren't showing up, but who knows, you start wondering, Hey, maybe they're just going to another location. They're not, they're not posting here. They're posting somewhere else, but.
1: Yeah, for our region, uh, as Dial Up said, I think we're we're a little more concerned about the guys that we that stop coming and we don't see for a while. Yeah. You know, the other guys we see the whites of their eyes frequently. But he, but just like you said, you didn't have didn't
0: even you know, know no no signs for this guy that's showing up. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and we still call suicide suicides. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. We
2: call them ladders ladders these days. Ladders, okay. Yeah.
1: Oh boy, why well, it's amazing that you've taken this step. You know, you didn't just sit back and say, "Oh, that's terrible and, and do nothing about it." You you made a move. You're trying to make an impact. And uh, if anything, you're making people more aware of the issue and you're giving you're, you're creating a forum for people to come and talk. Yeah. And uh you know, that's that's I mean, that's why you're on this broadcast. You're you're high impact, man. You're making an impact in your community. Yeah. It took a tragedy to do it, but uh and I think, you know, God has the right guy in the right place for this.
2: I appreciate. Like I, 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 I it was it was it was a hard moment, like in the whole area. But uh, I said, like when you when it's your job, <laughs> and all of a sudden you feel like <laughs> you miss something. in your job, and like I actually didn't go to work the next day. Yeah. Like um Sunday, I went to work, but then I didn't go to work. I just uh, actually went to a park, mm. took a seat, uh, and sat down, and uh, had a moment where like, uh, how good are you at your job? if there's a guy standing right beside you that you didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, though. We can mask things pretty well. We could put on a mask. We could we could pretend things are good when they're not. I think a lot of guys do yeah. that. Um, and, you know, not everybody takes that tragic step of taking their own life, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys walking around like that. You know, they, they seem fine. Everything's okay. You ask them, yeah, I'm okay, but they're really not.
2: And I think important piece, too, to recognize, you know, like... Like, I know, like, we want to all think that we wouldn't do that, but you know, like, but you never know what life's going to throw your way, right? And you know, like sometimes all of a sudden something really bad, really hard hits you, or a decision you make. And you know, let's be honest, we're always making bad choices and bad decisions. I mm-hmm. am right, one back to haunt you, and you feel the full, full full weight of it. You know, like the thought of all of a sudden like, may, maybe maybe just be easier not to be here. You know, I, I can see how that would never wouldn't necessarily be something that could be too far away depending on how it was you know whatever that whatever that moment was you know what i mean so like, i think part of the idea was to keep that as far away as possible like 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 you have plenty of choices here's another choice uh, here's another option Here's a place to talk here's here's anything but that choice like like not to not to be scared of it not to like not talk about it like it like it isn't like it isn't something like none of us would choose right i uh, Really, really, kind of bring it to the front, you know. Because when you when you bring things to the light, uh, they don't look so ugly. Uh, they don't look so horrible. They don't look so scary. Yeah. Uh, also, not to do them as much if you bring them to the light. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a there's a great song out there. I don't know whether you ever heard it. It's, it's uh, Matthew West Christian artist. Uh, Truth be told, is the is the name of the song. But the, you know the lyrics are kind of go like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken. And it and it kind of goes it goes from there, but uh like you said, we're we're really good at masking things and uh putting on a straight face or yeah. not putting on a straight face, but putting on the a, a front.
1: Yeah, that's what one of the things about F3 is that we're supposed to be developing uh b- being prepared preparedness yeah. right we're we expose ourselves to difficult things so we can uh get used to being uncomfortable get used to being uh, in difficult situations challenges hard workouts bad weather whatever and, and it's supposed to help us to be prepared when these things come when they, we call it the flux you know it could be just a simple matter of being some depression or existential funk or whatever you want to call it and uh it's easy for despair to creep in purposelessness you know that kind of thing um you know, one of the things that F3 is supposed to do is be a cure for this thing that we call the sad clown syndrome that uh, hopefully the, the guys that embrace it and really show up and, and keep going and um, can take advantage of that. But not only that, but it's the fellowship, right? And we get to know each other. And it's hard to know whether a guy's struggling or not if you're not in proximity with them, and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So uh, we keep talking about this on this podcast. You know, we want we, guys need to develop Close, intimate friendships with with some guy, other guys, because uh, without it, you, you're a lone ranger. You don't need to be a lone ranger. You shouldn't be a lone ranger. Uh, and God didn't make us that way. He made us, He
2: built us for a relationship. Alone, we weren't we weren't meant to be alone. Just look at it. Every person, every movie you've ever seen where somebody's alone on an island, what happens to them? They go crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Start talking to a volleyball.
0: <laughs> Wilson.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Well, I, I'm really, I'm you know just inspired by the men that we have on this program, and you're another one. I mean, yeah. you, you didn't you didn't sit take this lying down. You went out and you took action on this, and uh, and God bless your efforts. And you know we'll, we can pray for uh, for Toby Talks to, to grow and expand. You know, who knows? I mean, how many different regions could adapt this kind of thing?
0: Yeah, the real tragedy would have been having this happen and not doing anything. Yeah, you know, not taking some type of action. Absolutely to prevent in the future. And you you took that action which is uh yeah hopefully folks that are out there however many listeners we have this week for this uh podcast when it drops hopefully it gives other guys the idea that this might be something that they need to do in their group and and you never know what you've started down there could be something that saves someone else's life in another region because Mm. it's 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 inspired another group of of men to to kind of start the same type of concept in
2: their area yeah i hope so but i think about f3 like you know there's that community piece like like, we're all going to fall. Uh, I don't care how tough we, you might think you are. We're, we're all going to fall. It's not. A, it's yep. not an if. It's a when. when. Yeah, yeah. With when you have a community to fall into, yeah, it, they help break your fall. Yeah, uh, I think that's what F three can do for a lot of people. Uh, it can. It can help break your fall. It's not going to prevent you from falling. But it can help break your fall. And um, when you don't have that, you don't have anything to break your fall. I think that's that's when it's that's when it's really bad but mm-hmm. anything that's what I'm hoping is that um you know, with this within this group because it wasn't me alone by all means I, I never want to take credit for it I mean we just all just got together there and I might be one of the guys helping to hold it together but there's but it's being held together by all the guys that kind of continue to come and continue to to share continue to unburden their soul continue to be that safety net for each other so we can catch each other that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of that community for one another so I'm, I'm hoping that people could do that like like you can't just let F three, I think, be just a workout group. You can't, right. can't just show up for the workouts. You gotta like you want to. You want to really embrace it. You gotta take that next step and start start kind of letting all that other stuff off, off your chest and kind of you know, kind of let your guard down a little bit. i uh, be a little vulnerable.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Uh, you know, I think uh, for me, my faith is, uh, the most important thing is the foundation, you know, my faith in Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I think for guys out there, um, you know, you, this is, F3 isn't a, isn't a Christian ministry, but for me, knowing that I'm made in the image of God, that brings me incredible value. God loves me no matter what, uh, guys need to know that. That's my message for guys is, you know, you got to know that you're, you're incredibly valuable in God's eyes. And, um. And you need to go find other guys to, to share life with. Uh, Absolutely. And so you can do this. So, uh, opportunity. Do you have any other questions before I ask No, him? I was okay. going
0: to let you ask the question that you uh, posed the to every question. guest.
1: Yes. I asked this of all my prey. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, 10 count. This is your chance to talk to the men of America. What message do you have for the men of America? Just
2: so a simple one. Like, you know, like we... We always use that kind of phrase to pick up the six. You know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Mm-hmm. So attention, look around. Uh, and, and whoever it may be like, like take the time, take the energy to go back and pick them up. Don't just run forward. Just don't keep going forward. Don't you know? say, I, I gotta, I gotta get one more. I don't know. One more merkin, one more, more, whatever it is, because that's not nearly going to be as important as picking up your brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make it make it a priority. Like no matter what in the workouts, maybe in some life in general. Um, someone once asked me why I was a social worker, and I firmly believe that um, while any of us are strong, that we're supposed to do as much as we can for as many people as we can, as long as we can. Because the reality is that someday we will not be strong and we will need help. Um, and if we just all live by that same adage, just to do as much as we can while we can, uh, offer as many people as we can, we would always be okay. Um, and we would always have people there for us when we needed it. Because it, it's not an if, it's just a when. And you never know when your day is. My day could be tomorrow uh, that I need help. I, I'm hoping there'll be somebody there for me, for me, just like hopefully I was there for somebody today.
1: Yeah, hey, man, great brother. message, great message. Scripture tells us to bur- bear one another's burdens, and uh, uh, that's what it's all about. Well, dial up. I think we just spoke to another high impact man.
0: I would agree. We've got a very high impact man that joined us this week. All right, ten Number count. Appreciate you, back at your brother. Yeah,
1: appreciate you being <laughs> with us, buddy. Man, um, you
0: guys take care.
1: All right, God yeah, bless you.
0: Take care, man. Bye thank you for listening to this week's episode i would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man more information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com if you like this podcast please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com that is him at highimpactman.com the high impact man podcast has a new episode every week and you can find them on Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week everyone.